is our week in the Weege. Hello and welcome to Week in the Weege. I'm Natalie Crawford. And Leslie Damasio this week in the Weech. There's light at the end of the tunnel for thousands of women workers in Glasgow. Their £500 million equal pay deal has been given the green light. After more than 25 years, the great women's 10k will not be returning to Glasgow. It's a sad day for the music scene in the city. It was announced that iconic O2 ABC is to be demolished. There's hope for families in Dilmarnock who were left looking for childcare after the sudden closure of the nursery at the Legacy Hub. All that and so much more on this week's Week in the Weege. A very warm hello to you and welcome to Week in the Weege. I'm, I'm enjoying this Week in the Weege, are you? Oh aye, I'd have preferred it if it was Week in the Wedge. Aye, or a Week in Barbados. This is a Week in the Weege. A new week. A new co-host. Welcome, <laughs> Leslie Damasio. Welcome, my first time. Got some news reader royalty mm. on this week's Week in the Week. How the heck are you? I am fine, Natalie Crawford. A wee bit stressed this morning, but it's all good. And I'm quite excited to be on this. Yeah. A little bit nervous, so be nice. Well, it has been a really, really busy week in Glasgow. We've got some really, really strong local stories to talk about. So mm-hmm. let's just launch straight in. In the city chambers, it passed with merely a mention. With that, can we agree the recommendations, colleagues? Agreed. Thank you very much. But outside, the reaction was very different. That, of course, was the moment the equal pay agreement between Glasgow City Council and their women workers passed a major milestone. Councillors voted to approve the £500 million package um, that was agreed last week between last month between the local authority and unions. Thousands of claimants are expected to be awarded on average £15,000 each. For some it'll be a little bit less than that and for others it will be much more. But after that deal was passed I managed to catch up with the leader of Glasgow City Council Susan Aiken and this is what she had to say. You have had the equal pay bill passed by councillors today. You must be feeling very relieved. I am relieved, yes. It's been a a long and and often very tough process to get to this point. Um, But I was always determined that we would reach this point and deliver the the justice that the claimants have been waiting for 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 over a decade now. Um, We stuck in at it even in the the difficult times. And the result today, I think, is absolutely the correct one for the claimants and for the council and the city. Now, some of the claimants are outside the city chambers. I've seen a wee video, they're all singing, we're all going on a summer holiday. That must really warm your heart to know that you were able to deliver that for them. Yes, uh, it's great. They've waited a long time and they've been absolutely determined to to see this through um, and to to get the justice that they were entitled to. Um, And although it is a very significant uh, amount of money and a significant bill that the council has to pay now, um, we shouldn't forget that this is money that's going into the bank accounts and the homes of um, our frontline workers. um, And it's going into local Glasgow economies as well. You know, those women will use it for their families, their children and their grandchildren Um, so this isn't money that's lost to the city Um, it will be bringing um, a clear benefit to uh, the claimants and and their families and their communities. 
What reassurances can you give people who aren't directly affected by this about the impact that the cost will have on services? Well, we've done everything we can to minimise that impact. The financial strategy that we have for raising the half a billion pound initial bill um, uh, is using um, our built assets to maximise the value of those while still keeping them within the council family um, so that we can borrow against uh, the value of those um, in order to meet that initial bill. Um, But obviously there's no such thing as free money and borrowing does have a cost um, and it, it will be a significant cost to the council for many years to come. Uh, What I can say though is that we are making every effort to ensure that we can meet that cost through doing things differently, being being more effective and more efficient in the way that we deliver services. And to be honest, we should be doing that anyway. Um, there are some of our services still and some of the buildings that we deliver services in are out of date. They don't really suit um, 21st century people and in, in 21st century places. Um, and the council needs to modernise. This gives us even more of an incentive to do that and to make sure that we're using public money as efficient, efficiently as possible. But there will be challenges. There's, there's no doubt, um, and we're working. I'm working with colleagues just now uh, to address those challenges for for this year's budget, which we'll set in a couple of weeks. So the leader of of Glasgow City Council, Susan Aiken, there, Leslie. This story has rumbled on for twelve, 12 years, years, more than a decade. That that's nearly as long as your career. <sighs> what are your thoughts on it? First of all, I absolutely love this story I think we do so many depressing stories on the news and yesterday watching those women chant um, outside was just it was absolutely brilliant and it it just sends out a message that you know you can fight for this and you will get what you're due eventually Um, if you think about that that's a some of these women are getting up to £50,000 and if you think about being a dinner lady uh, a cleaner for 25 years and then all that is being paid back to you at the one time it's a life changing amount of money yeah yeah, exactly it's a life changing amount of money they're absolutely ecstatic and it's um, you know it's it's easy to kind of remove yourself from these stories sometimes but this affects everybody and this has been thrown into the spotlight really recently as well Um, if you look at all the new legislation that's come about every single UK company with a certain amount of you know a, a private company I know that's public sector but we now have to publish our gender pay gap so it's something that affects everybody and at the minute the gender pay gap is still 18 percent um going back to the 1990s that was around 60 percent so we have made a lot of progress but it's it's really in the spotlight just now and um i just i just loved it i absolutely loved it the determination of these women it should be a shining example to us all for you know, standing up for ourselves and standing up for equality and standing up for our rights and and what we're due. That 12 years is a long, long time and no one could have blamed them if they had just thrown their hands up and said, you know what, Yeah, I've had had enough of this, but they have ploughed on and it it really has to be admired. It's a massive cost to the council, though. You're talking about £548 million. That's £25 million a year. You know, you're... We've already covered this, but they're selling off the Riverside Museum. They're selling off the Eminent Serena. They're going to lease that back. It's uh, it, yeah, it's a massive chunk of money. But yeah, when when I spoke to um, Susan Aiken a couple of weeks ago on Week in the Weed, um, which was just after this agreement was made, she said it is going to have the biggest monetary impact that anything has ever had in the history of Glasgow City Council to the budget. But it is 
necessary and she has you know tried to reassure us that you know there won't be a, a visible impact on, on services to service users but behind the scenes they will be selling off you know the Riverside Museum the Armadillo the Emirates Arena and leasing those back much like what they do with the schools mm-hmm First claims will start to be settled this summer, so as the girls rightly said, they can pack their bags for their holiday. A week in the week. Now, earlier this week, Clyde News exclusively revealed that the Great Women's 10K won't be returning to Glasgow. Organisers say participation has fallen over the last two years, with more women taking part in the mixed race. That's right, the Glasgow Great Women's 10K was the first event of its kind and it celebrated its 25th year in 2018. But competition from other women's road races, along with the drop in the number of females taking part, has forced organisers to pull the plug. So email confirmation was sent out to subscribers after we asked organisers whether or not it was going ahead. It was one of the longest-running road races in the city, and Glasgow Life says it'll now concentrate its resources into the further development of the mixed Great Scottish Run. But club runner Mary Senior, who's from Clydebank, says organisers are at fault for its downfall. You know, I think the Women's 10K really changed when the Great Run Company took over. I mean, the run used to be in May, so, you know, not too warm, not too cold. Uh, When Great Run came on board, they moved it to June. Um, They also changed the route. Um, The, I mean, the the very first uh, Women's 10K that I did was in the West End of Glasgow. As the race grew, they moved it to the south side to Bella Houston Park. Uh, But when the great run company took over it came back to um the west end and and into sort of the riverside area um you know the route actually wasn't as good uh, but i think the important thing that they did was that that put people off was the you know the inflated prices um you know we're talking 27 pounds 30 pounds to run a 10k race indeed you know great run races are incredibly expensive um to run the glasgow half they're charging about 36 pounds and there's no um, discount for club runners who might be a member of Scottish Athletics where, you know, most races that are run in Scotland, um, they do offer, you know, £1 or £2 off the entry price for people who are members of Scottish Athletics, which really helps to encourage club runners to, to take part. But Great Run... Um, Great Run don't do that. So, you know, I think they, you know, they over-commercialise things and, you know, I think it moves it away from the sort of grassroots where where this was at. And, you know, I just think it's a great shame and, um, you know, I'm really sad. She's been calling for that to be brought back. She's hoping that club runners will come together and bring it back. But I'm sorry, I just don't see it happening, I think. I think that it's dead. I know. It's a shame and a lot of the feedback that we have seen over the last kind of couple of weeks is, you know, this is going to discourage women from taking up running. But I'm not sure I agree with that. Personally, I feel if more women are confident enough to be taking part in Mm -hmm. the mixed event, that shouldn't be discouraged we shouldn't have to have a segregated event it's like what we were talking about in the previous story see now so i take your point 
I take your point that there shouldn't be a separate event and it should all be kind of equal and that's what we were talking mm-hmm. about earlier but the women's 10k was such a brilliant atmosphere I've run it three times and each time because I'm a huge loser I started to cry halfway <laughs> down because no but there's something about the atmosphere of that race that was so much better and than the, the solidarity other ones. And... yeah I mean the great Scottish run it's great as well um but it, it was a different atmosphere and it, it was just you know, they had music going through certain parks and things like that. So I, I'm a bit gutted about that. Um, and it was the first 10K that I ran. So, yeah, I think it's quite sad. But as you see, there is so much competition now. And, you know, it is a good thing that women are so much more confident than they were 10, 15 years yeah, ago. Absolutely. I started running out in the streets and I used to be embarrassed and now couldn't care less because everyone does it. And I do think that... You know, there has been a difference in the last 10 years. There are more people out running and there are more people taking part and there's more competition. So, yeah, it is what it is. I, for one, am quite upset about it. But I was quite surprised to see a lot of reaction on our Facebook and Twitter. People are not that bothered. They're yeah, like, okay, I know. We, we kind of, obviously, we exclusively revealed this earlier this week and we, we tweeted it out and, you know, big breaking news mm-hmm. exclusive and statements. And then yeah. it got very little reaction it was very underwhelming it, it, i mean it got reaction but the reaction that it got was just like okay cool. i thought yeah, no fine. i thought that's sad i personally as a female i thought it was the most fun and it was the first 10k that i did so i'm very sad about it but it is what it is and i can't disagree about the prices that's true that's true the prices did rise a lot and you know it, it, it's free to run on the streets yeah well <laughs> you never know maybe we will we'll see it brought back in some sort of grassroots type event yeah maybe this is a week in the week now plans have been submitted to knock down historic o2 abc after it was badly damaged by the blaze in the nearby glasgow school of art last june the popular club, which was first a picture house back in 1875. Wow. I don't know if you knew that. It's hosted people like Sam Smith, Ed Sheeran, Dua Lipa, tons of others. I'm so gutted about this. That's a, that's a terribly bad pun, but I am honestly so upset. The ABC, particularly ABC2, I have some of my fondest teenage and early 20s memories and that uh, club. teenage as an over 18 yeah yeah well yeah sure. yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah genuinely really 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 disappointed about this and i really hope that they at least try to to save the outside you know the the facade because it's such a beautiful building and I, I think a lot of people in glasgow really kind of hold it in their hearts i come from carnoustie um Basically, I wouldn't say concerts all the time. Every other week, yeah. I'm in Glasgow all the time. <laughs> yeah, so that would be really disappointing because it is quite a good because it is quite a good music venue. I think it's sad to lose anything that that's so beautiful, you know. It's one of the worst things that they could do. I've been in Glasgow for seven years. I have many memories related to the O2 gigs, night outs nice out and other things and this is terrible and I hope that they will not do it quite upset I think <laughs> like hearing about that I, I know I moved here kind of with the intention of going to the O2 a lot I really like my gigs and obviously I only moved up in September and having seen all that was a little bit like oh that's a bit of a bummer so you've heard so, quite a lot about it and it's shaky yeah yeah I went to a lot of the O2 buildings down south in London and things like that I go all the time so 
that really sucks. <laughs> the sad thing about the ABC is it kind of got uh, brushed aside to an extent because of the art school fire again and the millions of pounds that had mm-hmm. been raised to reopen the art school fire and how far they'd got with their fundraising and then, you know, to have their hopes dashed again. That was... That was seen as the great tragedy that they'd gone so far to raise all this money yeah. after the first fire. Then the Glasgow School of Art was just destroyed again. Um, and it, it kind of got swept to the side slightly. Um, but it's a tragedy in itself that the ABC is yeah, going to be torn down. Absolutely. And that's, that's the plan that they have submitted is to take it down in its entirety. So what we're likely to see is nothing left um, so yeah, yeah, it's gutted. It's one of those stories as well. Like you kind of remember where you were. You remember what you were doing. I was woken up in the middle of the night. My husband said, "Art school's on fire," and I literally jumped out of bed. It's not, it's not funny. I don't know why I'm laughing. Jumped out of bed, and I went onto my phone, and we have this WhatsApp chat group, mm-hmm. and it'd been going nineteen to the dozen, and we were down there, and that was fine. That was fine, and I was going on Twitter, scrolling through things, trying to find things to tweet. And do you know that way you, you see things retweeted, but this this was the first tweet, and this guy was watching the roof burn of the ABC, mm-hmm. and he tweeted a picture, and it was it it was on fire, but it didn't look that bad. But the tweet that I saw maybe ten minutes later was the roof caving in, mm-hmm. and that was kind of the first thing that I saw when I logged onto Twitter was the roof of the ABC caving in, and I just couldn't believe it. Um, it was just unbelievable. And do you remember the pictures of that fire from the motorway? In it, you could just see it for miles, for absolutely miles. Yeah, I remember using the picture on our website, and the next day it was on the front cover of the Herald. It was the front cover everywhere. It was it was a just a picture of this art school and ABC on fire, and it was taken from the motorway, and it was honestly just like a light bulb in the middle of the city. That's what yep. it looked like. It looked something like put a light bulb in the minute, but it's. Uh, it's gutting. It's it's really, really sad. And Sucky Hall Street as a area of Glasgow, it's just taken so much. It's just been destroyed. Sucky Hall Street used to be like when I was a student, because I'm much older than you. <laughs> You're not was, much older than I'm me. slightly older than you. Anyway, that's not a discussion about this. Um that was the place to go. That's where you went. Yeah. Sucky Hall Street. It was like cheap pubs and it was a brilliant night. And and now it's so run down. And I know that the council are trying to rebuild it and plant trees and there's whole regeneration plan, but I just don't know where that area of the city can go from here. It's just been decimated by two massive fires. You've got Victoria's Art School, Art School again, and ABC. So it's just so run down. I think that they will and they are spending a lot of pounds yeah. on doing up the area and uh, yeah we, we could get somewhere but it's it's you're always going to have that association now when you say sucky hole street you're not going to think of bars and clubs other than the garage which survives everything everything the garage will be there and yeah. the, the ends will be nigh and all that will be left is the garage and the cockroaches yeah after the holocaust <laughs> we'll see cues <laughs> at the garage there we go um but yeah, that that's how you associate the sucky hole street now. It's just oh yeah, the fires. I was actually thinking about this the other day, and that that old saying, you know, oh, it's like sucky hole street in here. It, that that's just it's not a thing. Oh, that's yeah anymore. Yeah, I was looking because at you going, that's su- not a sucky thing, hole but... street isn't yeah a busy place anymore. It's not somewhere that we associate with lots of people and. You're completely right what you were saying, you know, when the Glasgow School of Art fire happened, the initial focus was in the Glasgow School of Art and that was terrible and we 
When we quickly realised there was no saving that, the attention quickly turned to the pavilion and the damage that was being done mm-hmm. to the pavilion, which is also another historic building in Glasgow. And the O2 ABC was kind of forgotten about, I feel, until now when it, it's been revealed that there is, you know, no saving it. And now all of a sudden we're like, oh my God, the ABC. Yeah, even going on from that, the you know, your initial focus was on these two massive buildings. Mm-hmm. Um, but every week what we did, I remember what we did, we, we had um, a week of coverage and we focused on a different business that had gone bust or gone under because of the fire. And it's only, I mean, even in the last week, Specsavers did a big relaunch as they opened again mm-hmm. for the first time since the fire. I mean, how long are you talking now? It's been months. Well, yeah, June, June last year, so... Yeah, yeah. So it's it's such a wider impact on that corner of the city. So it'll be interesting to see in the next year what happens because the council's now, as I keep saying, is spending so much money on trying to bring it back to life. Um, mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see where we are in a year's time if it can be revived at all. Um, I hope it can be because that is where I used to live. That was my old stopping yeah. So I, I really hope it can be. It's a lovely part of the city, so we'll see. And a petition has been um, submitted to try and save that facade, whether it will, you know, whether they'll be able to or not, maybe the damage is just so severe that that's just not even a, a possibility, but I'm sure we'll bring you the latest on that in a future I just, I just have to laugh. Some of your favourite memories from nights out. Do you actually remember any of your nights out in ABC? <laughs> I do. I was escorted from the ABC once, but I, <laughs> I once fell asleep in the <laughs> toilets of ABC2, which if you remember was the wee kind of downstairs, electro, mm-hmm. indie um, part part of the, the ABC. I fell asleep in the toilets in there probably only about half past 12 and I got woken up at half past three with a bouncer banging on the door. Oh, I've got done. absolutely no idea what happened. I, actually, I do know... What happened? It was 99 pence vodka slushies. That's what happened. A week in the week. Glasgow City Council is going to buy back Domanic's Legacy Hub for the grand sum of £1 in a bit to <laughs> reopen the community facility and its nursery. It was being run by the People's Development Trust. They went into administration at the end of January and that left dozens of families without childcare. Um, We focus very much on the nursery, but it was also classes for disabled adults and a whole kind of community hub, so it really affected a huge part of the area. Carlton councillor Greg Hepburn is hoping that this will help them bounce back. It means a huge amount. Um, It was a massive blow to the community when, when the PDT went into administration and the news of the hub's closure came out. And today means that the council's sort of stepping in to take the building back into public ownership. Um, and in future, we'll look to work with the community and you know make it work for the community and going forward and be the legacy hub that it deserves to be. So, I mean, it was said today by one of the officers that education are already looking uh, to see if there's any interest in, in private partner nurseries to step in and sort of resume a similar service to before. It's a great space. Um, today, the council actually approved a property and land strategy that included provision for new community hubs across the city. And, you know, um, it's... This, this is a perfect opportunity for, for one of those buildings. So I, th- I, think, I think the community has to be at the heart of what happens going forward. And um, they certainly will be. And if they want a place for those, those, those sorts of events, then I think that's what they'll get. For me, this part of a wider discussion about whether or not the legacy we were promised after 2014 actually exists. Because this mm-hmm. is just one 
symptom. I've spoken to a lot of people in that area of the East End of Glasgow and they just say whether or not this is accurate or not, they just say that they kind of feel forgotten about, um, that they're not served in the way they were promised and mm-hmm. they've told me before that they feel led down the garden path. I feel, you know, this is a great story in terms of the fact that Glasgow City Council have stepped in again and they will save this and they will revive it, etc. But for me, it just raises questions about that area of the city and how well it's been served. And also, as a parent, that's bloody terrifying. Yeah, they were, absolutely. They told on Friday, don't come in on Monday. Mm. You know, we're talking about the gender pay gap and how women are perceived. Can you imagine phoning your boss and saying, sorry boss, uh, not coming in on Monday because I don't have childcare. It just yeah, doesn't work. It doesn't work. And, you know, it's interesting that you should mention that the wider area of Dunmarnock and, and the legacy because obviously summer last year, um, our, our former colleague Colin Stone, he really investigated this and whether there was a, a legacy left in Dunmarnock after the Commonwealth Games. And the answer that we got, like you said, from the community was a resounding no. They feel forgotten about. The buildings have been largely left to, to rot on their own. A lot of the, the waste and, and, and the rubbish from the Commonwealth Games is still lying in the, the river. Do you know, we saw those mm-hmm. really, really um, tragic, really, pictures of, of, of the river in Dalmarnock and the rubbish and the bikes and the, the shopping trolleys yeah. and they really have yeah. largely to, been forgotten about. It's not an attack in this area to give Glasgow City Council their due. Again, there is also a regeneration plan for the east end of Glasgow, but it's not being put into place yet it is no, in progress the the whole point of the commonwealth games is that was supposed to be the re- regeneration mm-hmm. area we shouldn't need a regeneration project to regenerate the regeneration <laughs> do you know <laughs> especially if we're talking about you know the 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 massive bill that glasgow city council have for their equal pay debt and do you know it, it just it kind of almost beggars belief that we're having to still talk about this yeah i just it it just really as i say it just scares me as a parent to be told on friday afternoon i think it was something like 53 kids that it looks Mm -hmm. after um friday afternoon do not come back on monday and they were handed a list of other nurseries in the area now as one parent told us they could have got that from google yeah Um, so that's that's not it's, it's no use on a friday afternoon and also other nurseries are closed over the weekend you know so yeah Yes, but well, it's, it's a good news story that yeah, it is definitely. being reopened again. This is a week in the week. Well, that almost brings us to the end of this week's episode. But we, before we go, it's time to play Wayne in the Weege. And Leslie, it's your turn in the hot seat so if you're not familiar with our game if this is your first ever episode of Week in the Weege every week one of us picks three news headlines three Glasgow news headlines from a specific year and the other person has to guess what year we're talking about so if you get it right on the first clue you get three points the second clue is two and so on and so forth are you ready? No (laughs) Go 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 Okay Clue number one. Mm-hmm. Leslie, what year did this happen? Major power cut hits Glasgow and parts of the west of Scotland, causing traffic chaos in most areas. Uh, 2018? No, that's only that- last year. <laughs> <laughs> Is that not the beast from the east? No, no. idea, honestly. It no. could be... 
could be any week if we're talking about <laughs> if you're talking about water mains that could be any traffic chaos paracuts and traffic <laughs> chaos no we do a lot of traffic stories but you're asking me specific yeah no I don't know pass high speed rail line could link London to Glasgow in two hours Oh, now that is a really tricky one because that story has been in and out of the news since forever. Mm. So if you're asking but, me... But what was the first the first time? If you're asking me the first time we did that story... Oh, 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 oh. 2000 maybe? As mm. far back as that? No, no, no. Right, okay. Clue number three. Right. Your last chance. Okay, I'm really hopeless at this. I always I, have been. I can't do numbers well, in years, but anyway. This okay. particular headline links back into something that we were talking about earlier in the podcast, and that it's actually a wee bit sad. So, new O2 venue to hit Glasgow as AGM buys the ABC. What year did AGM take over the ABC? What year did it become the O2? ABC. Right, so this is how old I am because I think that this happened two years ago but because I have a warped sense of time I'm going to say that it happened further away than that. I would say five years ago. No, longer. Longer? Longer. 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 Mm-hmm. No. Yep. How long has the ABC been the O2 ABC? Stop this, you're really depressing me on a Friday. Right, what year are we now? 2018 to so long... 2012? Longer. Shut up. 10 years ago, 2009. I thought it was like five at the most. <laughs> 2009. Oh, jeez. Right, okay, fine. I think that was the first year I started being able to go to clubs. Oh, good for you. <laughs> Would you like a bite of my apple? Unfortunately, no points for Leslie. Please, please, please come back again to play it when in the week and try and redeem yourself. A Week in the Wage is a Radio Clyde News production. For the latest around the clock, follow on Twitter at Radio Clyde News. Well, that brings us to the end of today's Week in the Wage. Thank you very much to my lovely co-host this week, Leslie Damasio, and to you for listening. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter, subscribe on iTunes just to hear our voices, and we'll see you next time on Week in the Wage. Bye! Bye.